then I had a feeling that I could do something special here. My best clean and jerk at this time was 170, so I went immediately from 160 for the power clean split jerk, straight to 171 for the clean and jerk. And this was my first full clean of the session. And I made it. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Waiting Game Podcast. I am your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling. I'm an Olympian and multiple-time representative at the Commonwealth Games. For this episode, as much as it seems like a touchy subject from the title, which states when to break slash deviate from your training program, I'm not going to be on here telling you to all defy your coaches as soon as you listen to this and just do what you want in training, but I'm going to talk from experience and when I have deemed it appropriate to deviate from the training program. And also when I've regretted following the training program and not deviating from what was planned. This all has to do within the context of going heavier than planned. Not necessarily a complete change in the program, although I have also found certain times for this also. A saying I like to go by with my training is that the training program is a guideline, not a rule book. So the premise of the training program is of course important. There's obviously going to be periodization, tonnage, an appropriate warm-up, exercise selection, but when it comes to the exact percentages and those days where you just feel great, these are the opportunities that I take into consideration when it comes to my day-to-day training. Talking from personal experience, I'll go back to my most recent snatch and clean and jerk PBs both done on separate occasions and not exactly when they were planned to be hit. For the snatch, when I first hit 130, this was going back to last year, when I was in Spain for a training camp en route to Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games. We were doing double days at this camp. It was towards the end of the camp and we had a max out session planned in the PM of this specific day. The AM session was just a light one to prime for the afternoon, which... I then did full snatch and clean and jerks as my AM session, but just lighter. So as I started with some snatches, it started very well. I felt great this day, and everything was just feeling smooth. Worked up to 100 kilos for a couple of sets, then thought I'll do one set at 110 kilos just to finish off. A little heavier than planned, but I was feeling really good. After I hit 110, still feeling easy enough, That's when I put another 5 kilos on and saw this as the line. I thought if this one feels great, I'll be maxing out my snatch right here and now. And it'll be my last heavy snatch session before the big event, which was the following week. Hit 115, and I just knew it was going to be a good day. And it was. With my latest clean and jerk PB, this is going back a couple years ago now. And it was less planned to then you know, do a max out session same day as with the snatch. This was somewhat more out of the blue. 
but I was peaking for a competition roughly six weeks after this specific session. And for this session, I had heavy power clean split jerks on the cards, and it was building up to something heavy, and I was feeling great. My best power clean at this specific time was 155, and as I was warming up, I felt so good that after I hit 150, I just went straight to 160, skipped the 1 kilo PB, and I smoked it. Then I had a feeling that I could do something special here. My best clean and jerk at this time was 170, so I went immediately from 160 for the power clean split jerk, straight to 171 for the clean and jerk. And this was my first full clean of the session. And I made it. Quite convincingly, actually. Then I decided just to go for it. Three slabs of beef as what you call 325 plates on one side, chucked the 2.5 metal collar on, and hit 175. This left me slightly out of sorts in terms of my peaking phase, as I had to hit this weight again in six weeks' time. But I hung on, and through prior confidence of hitting this weight already, I hit it again in competition for an unofficial Commonwealth record. With all these successes in doing this as I'm speaking about it, however, it of course doesn't always pay off. Going back to a previous podcast where I mentioned this, but years ago now, I was chasing a 5 rep max on the back squat at 200 kilos for the longest time. I really wanted it. And I tried for three weeks straight on my heavier back squat days, missing on the fifth rep for two weeks in a row. And for the third week of trying... I finally hit it. And in doing this, the very last rep that I made this time essentially took my soul on the process. The accruement of all those maximal attempts for weeks straight caused severe CNS fatigue and essentially ruined my peak for this training cycle specifically. Was I stoked to hit that 200 kilos for five? Absolutely. Would I do it again if I had an important comp at the end of the cycle? Probably not. Although, if it was a comp that I know didn't have anything riding on it, I'd probably give it a crack. Now, aside from going heavier than anticipated, making lifts, missing lifts, going overboard, there is one other aspect that I do regret, and it is those sessions where I felt great, but decided I would just wait for the next session, or perhaps just wait until that planned session to max out. Now, these opportunities that I thought were there weren't always, and As they say, to strike when the iron's hot, or you miss all the shots you don't take, this is the same premise that I'm talking about. There's been many times where I've been too strict on myself, whether that's sticking to the exact kilogram prescribed, even if what was supposed to be a rate of perceived exertion of 9 felt like a 7, or perhaps maxing out when planned, but I felt terrible on the day. Those instances I have certainly regretted, whether that's been me leaving kilograms on the table, whether that's even just bumping it up a couple kilos more to just get a bit more work in that I needed, or overextending on those days where I just didn't feel great, which then caused an injury, where I could have been more rational and intuitive. Now, to end this episode, as I said at the beginning, I'm not saying to all defy your coach after listening to this. I'm just speaking through my experience with the subject and the approach that I take. What's probably most important is communicating with your coach and speaking when you're feeling like going heavier or lighter on a specific day, and I'm sure your coach may even have this same outlook, as I know many that do. I know when it comes to my athletes as well, what I do like to see is intuition taken into these instances, as I feel it's a great skill to learn when it comes to knowing your body and your limits. Now, to end the episode there, 
As always, I thank you all for listening to the episode, and I will be back next week with another fresh topic. I'll talk to you then. Thank you.